there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. So glad you click play. My next caffeinated career conversation is with another kick-ass 20-something, proving yet again that you can get amazing advice, insights, and counsel from Java junkies of all ages. In particular, this episode is especially worth your while if you're an aspiring journalist, editor, or writer, because my next guest is all of the above. Spencer Bocat Lindell is an associate editor at Axios, a new media company delivering vital, trustworthy news and analysis in the most efficient, illuminating, and shareable ways possible. For those of you who may be unaware, Axios is the Greek word for worthy and aspires to provide only content worthy of people's time, attention, and trust. Spencer, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? Yes, absolutely. I've had uh, already 16 ounces of cold brew. Oh, nice. (laughs) Thank you so much for for having me. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for making time. We are going to jump right into the Time for Coffee Espresso Shots and get into what entry-level jobs are available to young people who are eager to break into journalism. Yeah, so I'd say it it really depends on the sort of sector of publication, the, the kind of public that a young person is, is interested in. But by and large, there are a lot of assistant positions to uh, editors or writers. Uh, there's fact checking. Less so, I'd say there's also copy editing, just sort of a, a discipline unto itself. So that can be hard to, to break into. And if you're especially industrious, you can try to break in as a writer, as, as a columnist somewhere. Fantastic. What, in your opinion, are a useful skill or skills that the folks at Axios look for in the people that they hire? Yeah, it's. I think it's imperative for any kind of journalist to be able to assimilate a vast amount of, of information that you may not have familiarity with. To start with, you have to be able to you know, familiarize yourself very quickly with news stories and, and, and the broader context surrounding a news story in parts of the world that you may not know very much about, have never been to. So I'd say the ability to assimilate information very quickly, I'd say, is, is probably the primary skill. All right. What about someone's major? Do you think, Spencer, that it's a deciding factor to break into journalism if you haven't studied it? No, um, I, I think actually that's sort of one of the the benefits of trying to break into to journalism that in terms of formal qualifications, your major is not sort of a, a make or break qualification insofar as it reflects what you've put your time into and, and have studied in college, which will usually inflect the kind of work you do, it, it obviously matters a lot. But in terms of the actual sort of major on your on your diploma, uh, it doesn't matter very much. There are people who have majored in, in science and literature. I myself majored in French, which I was told throughout colleges, and I have said myself as sort of a, a useless major, but uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't end up making too much difference. And what about a graduate degree? And this is less for folks who want to 
break into the field, but for those to succeed in the field of journalism, what's your sense about whether a graduate degree is necessary? Yeah, I'd say, again, in, in that case, it matters less about the, the formal qualification than uh, sort of what kind of journalism you want to do and whether a graduate degree would equip you to to be able to write on those subjects. So, for example, I think if you aspire to be a legal journalist or a science journalist, it could it could certainly be helpful, although I think there are, there are plenty of good legal journalists who haven't gone to law school. So I think it, it depends on a person's own disposition and, and ambitions for what they want to do in the field. What about life experiences, Spencer? I noticed from looking at your resume, you have had a whole bunch of internships. You've worked as a managing editor, copy editor, when you were in school. What life experiences do you think are most useful for someone who wants to break into the field of journalism? Yeah, I'd say probably even more so than the curriculum that that someone studies in college are the activities that one pursues outside of just sort of the, the normal class time. So are you, you know, writing for your college paper or magazines? Are you trying to freelance? What are you, you know, interested in? So I guess in my case, I for a while was thinking about becoming a food writer and I started freelancing restaurant profiles in my town's magazine, Montclair magazine, where where I grew up in New Jersey. And it it just helps to sort of calibrate your sense of what you want to do and where you sort of want to steer your your career and, uh, you know, just your experiences as a journalist. So I'd say don't be afraid of seeking out extracurricular opportunities to write and to, to try to dip your toe into professional journalism as well. For sure. And we will get into more of that in the meantime for Coffee Interview. I can't wait to hear all about it. What for you is the best part, Spencer, of being an associate editor at Axios? I'd say it's probably the the best parts about it are sort of the same reasons why I want to go into journalism in the first place, which is that you're able to have exposure to such a wide variety of topics that if you were to be in, in another field, I would say probably most other fields, you may not have the, the sort of luxury of, of learning about. And so I think it is sort of a, a lifelong education to be a journalist. And, and in my case, I edit a lot of world news. So I get to learn about what's happening in, in different parts of the world. And that's always gratifying. Yeah. And obviously reading the thoughts yes. and the scholarship and the yeah. deep thinking that so many bright minds have. That's yeah, wonderful. So flip side, what for you is the part of your current job that sucks the most? Yeah, um, I guess one of the, the occupational hazards of working in journalism is that a, a lot of news tends to just by nature focus on negative stories, you know, wars, disasters, terrorism, that sort of thing. So that that can definitely take a toll on one's attitude or one's mental health. And so that's always an important thing to to keep in mind. Oh, my goodness. That is such a great point. I think that, in fact, another person I interviewed who is now an author has been a journalist for many, many years. 
talked about that's the reason that he wanted to move out of being mm-hmm. a foreign mm-hmm. correspondent, especially because it was just too depressing. Right, right. Especially if you're, I think I sort of have the luxury of some remove as an editor, but I think especially if you're a writer and, and working abroad as well, if you're really in the in the thick of things, it can be, imagine the, the toll can be quite formidable. Definitely. What is the best career advice that you've ever gotten, Spencer? Um, I would say it's it's more of an observation even than advice, but I, I've heard it from a lot of people, which is that especially for fields like journalism, which are not as linear, the path isn't quite as well delineated as, as other career paths, that the journey you take along your career is more like a zigzag than, than a straight line. And there can be detours and it may not feel like it makes the most sense in the moment, but there's a lot of serendipity involved. So that's something I've tried to internalize is, is to sort of take things as they come and try to welcome sort of the, the twists and turns that can come along with a, a field that isn't quite so structured. And the other piece of advice was given by when I was in college, David Remnick, the editor of The New Yorker, came to do a, a critique of some student publications, including the one that I was then the managing editor of, or maybe that was the year before. But in in any case, he said that one of the the best pieces of advice that he could give is just to read widely and deeply. And that's another piece of advice that can sort of sound trite, but I think it's a cliche, I think, for a reason. I love it. I think that's fantastic. I think we need to keep reminding ourselves both that life will throw lots of curveballs at you. And in some ways, without mixing too many metaphors, it helps if you can ride the waves and not fight it as much because there can be so many exciting things that are around the corner, as well as the importance of if you're interested in journalism, reading great writing reading the great authors, whether they be nonfiction or fiction, as a way to enhance your own writing style and your ability to edit. I love it. So, Spencer, what movies or Netflix original series or fiction books do you think accurately depict the field of journalism? Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think the, the field has changed so much just in in the last 15 years with the sort of digital revolution that I'm sure there are a lot of features in sort of older, more traditional books on the subject that may seem completely foreign to journalists working now. I know that sort of the most, I guess, aspirational classic book that's that's taught for investigative journalists is All the President's Men. And then in, in terms of fiction, I think particularly if you're working in the sort of more magazine or, or publishing side of the industry, one thing that I've heard a lot of people draw comparisons to is The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath, which I haven't read. And I understand those to, to be pretty dark. So on the one <laughs> hand, you have both sides with those two books. Wonderful. I actually haven't read it myself, so I can't speak to it. So final espresso shot. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about the field of journalism? I'd say one sort of trope, I think that gets tossed around a lot, uh, almost subconsciously, and, and I'm given to doing it myself is talking about the media as though it were a monolith. And I think it's important to to keep in mind, both for journalists and, and people reading journalism, that even within 
a single publication behind the sort of institutional facade of, of any outlet. There is a plurality of people working there and, and diverging opinions and experiences. And, and that's not to detract from any criticism or discussion of the way institutions come across to the, the broader public. But just to keep in mind, sort of as a fact of the, the industry, that there are so many people working behind one publication. Oh, that is so true. It is a team sport, without a doubt. Spencer, thank you so much for making time for coffee with me and the Java Junkie community today. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.